ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. I know for the past few episodes, we have kind of been going through this little, I guess you could call it a mini series talking about music. We've learned um, about just how music really affects the development of children, their brains. Then we've talked about creating a musical culture in your home, exposing your kids to music, to song, to instruments. And we're going to wrap up talking about this, um, talking about how music can set the tone and the atmosphere of your home. And I have Ashley Gillett um, all the way from England on the podcast today joining me. So Ashley, thanks so much for joining. Hello, it's good to be here. Yes. So I'm going to let Ashley introduce herself a little bit. So like going way back, really before I have too many memories, we kind of grew up in the same area, um, both growing up in Virginia then God kind of directed both of us to ministry, to Crown College. Um, you were a few years ahead of me, so you've been serving the Lord on the mission field for a while. And then um, we've kind of reconnected, I guess, through social media. One of the gifts that social media gives is connecting with people and forming friendships. And I think the more, the longer I follow you, the more I realize we have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's been so wonderful to be, to see your Instagram and to see, I kind of remember you from a while back, but I didn't know you very well. I think our parents yes. may have went to school together at a Christian school. I think so. I think yes. they did. And, um, so yeah, it's been great to just follow along and see what you're doing with your kids. We're using the same homeschool yeah. curriculum and all that. So yes. Yes. Good. Well, I love that. Well, why don't you introduce yes. yourself a little bit more? God really has you guys in a unique area doing some unique things. Yes. So, um, well, my name's Ashley and I met my husband, Zach, at Crown College in 2009. We were married in January of 2011. And then six months later, we moved to England. <laughs> to <laughs> You didn't waste any time, did we, you? We did it. We were very much newlyweds. And and I think, okay, so you just messaged me recently talking about me packing for Australia. And you were like, <laughs> at the time, it was just you two. So you had like your suitcases yeah. and that's all. And, you know, I'm over here with four kids <laughs> and like <laughs> stuff everywhere trying to sort through. So, uh, exactly. It was smart to get there as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, we didn't take much at all, really, like just a couple suitcases and um, really hit the ground running, honestly. Uh, but yeah. it has been wonderful. We have been here together for 11 years now and had mm-hmm. three children, we have another one coming in December. So this is home. We're in Birmingham, yeah. England, kind of in a, a very international area. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people from many different areas of the world, but a huge Muslim population, um, big mosques, things like that. Um, so I feel like the Lord's Lord's really put us there, and we're seeing a lot of fruit in the last couple of years. Actually, since since COVID, we have seen the church really grow. So it has yeah. been, it's been amazing to see what God can do even Good. through difficult times. And so you're a fellow homeschool mom. You kind of mentioned that. What are the ages of your kids? I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, three-year-old, and then one on the way. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're in the thick of motherhood along with, I think, many of our listeners. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yes. Well, and I'm excited. We'll just on that point transition into the episode because I'm excited to hear, you know, in the midst of ministry and motherhood and all these different things, um, you know, you shared with me personally how music was just so influential in your home in a time where you really needed encouragement. Um, and so I'll just turn it over to you and kind of let you share that testimony. Cause I think there's a lot of us where, you know, we, we struggle with overwhelm and just the busyness of life and music has such a way of just kind of lifting you out of the circumstance mm-hmm. and just redirecting your heart back to Christ, the right kind of music. Um, so I'll just turn it over to you and you can share some of your story. Well, I think like many moms, we often do get overwhelmed with things and sometimes we don't even realize how bad our attitudes can be. And I actually Googled today um, the phrase setting the tone just to see what it said. And I thought it had a great definition. It says, when something someone does or says sets the tone for the event or activity, it establishes the way the event or activity will continue. And that is so very true because how often I know when I am feeling stressed and I'm snappy, I notice that my children are fighting with each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. or the three-year-old is throwing a tantrum on the floor. Like things are just completely out of whack. And though I know to some extent those things are going to happen, um, we, we ourselves really do help our children and help our family have the right atmosphere. Um, I didn't realize the effect that intentional use of music could have in my home until my third child was born. We loved music before then. We listened to classical all the time. Um, My husband can name all these. He can hear a song and say, oh, that's this composer in that one. I can't do that, but he can. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, just different, different things we do. I like to listen to music when I'm cleaning, but I never really thought about being intentional with it um, Mm -hmm. at certain times of day. And I got to a point after Malachi was born that I was very overwhelmed in the evenings. Dinner time came and the long evening stretched out in front of me. And I could hardly bear the thought of doing it all by myself again. And there were some nights that my husband was home, but there were several nights in the week that he wasn't able to be home for bedtime. And with a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and a tiny baby, it just seemed Mm -hmm. like a never-ending task to get dinner dishes done, to get them ready, to get everyone in bed. And I began to realize I just had a really bad attitude about all of it. I wasn't thankful. Mm -hmm. I was snappy with the children. I was just honestly just felt sorry for myself, (laughs) quite honestly. And one day someone sent me a song and it is sung by a lady named JJ Heller and it's called, I get to be the one. And it's, it's not a Bible song. It's not a scripture song, but it really focuses Mm -hmm. on the fact that you get to be your children's parent. You get to Mm -hmm. see them walk. You get to help them through the bad times. You get to, you get to be there. And we just listened to that song on repeat that night (laughs) because it really helped me feel thankful. You know, here I had this baby that I had prayed for because there were four and a half years between my middle and my youngest. We, Mm -hmm. I had physical problems and we thought that we couldn't have any more children. 
And we prayed and we prayed and God gave us this baby. And here I was several nights a week upset and having a, mm-hmm. just a bad attitude about having to, to work and to be a mom. And yeah. uh, that night after I put them to bed, I, I really thought about that. And I thought about the fact that um, that one song helped me feel thankful that night for my children, mm-hmm. that it's a blessing to have them in my home. It's a blessing I can teach them and care for them and change their diapers and <laughs> everything that has to be done. It's a yes. blessing because God gave them into my care. And so that mm-hmm. exact night I sat down and did a playlist of songs and it was going to be mm-hmm. our bedtime playlist. And it's an hour and 57 minutes long. It's really long. <laughs> <laughs> but that my idea was that gets us from dinner time to bedtime. Yes, to bed. So the first couple songs on that list were songs about our family relationship and being together. And that was important to me at the time because no matter what happened during the day, we needed to come to the end of the day and, you know, we still love each other. We care for each other. And we have been placed in this family by God together and we need to be thankful for that. And so the first few songs kind of focused on that, but then the middle were just scripture songs. And Mm -hmm. the one we really liked is, um, I think it's called, yeah, Quiet Time Scripture Songs from Proverbs. It's majesty music. Mm -hmm. And it's just scripture put to song really. And what a wonderful way to end our day, but to hide God's word in our heart. And the more you listen, the more you do memorize it and remember it. And those are great Mm -hmm. truths from the Proverbs that we all need to know. Then the last section was instrumental hymns. And by that point, everyone was calming down. Pajamas were being put on. Bedtime stories were being read. And really, the result of that was most evenings, (laughs) at least, uh, much more peace in our evening. And in my own heart, I felt thankfulness. I felt peace. I felt calm. And that transferred to the children. And they loved if I forgot to turn it on, they would ask me to turn on our bedtime songs and they just became really happy and they would sing them and they just loved them to have that routine in there every night. And Mm -hmm. it really lent itself to have some sweet bedtime memories. And as hard as it still was, it was still hard. There were still dishes to be done. There's still laundry after the kids go to bed. There's still a baby that needs nursed and, you know, different things that happen and it we Mm -hmm. still were able to kind of instead of me just trying to rush them into bed we were able to have really sweet time together and wouldn't trade that for anything Mm -hmm. um but that began to carry really carry over into our day-to-day life in many ways um because if you can be intentional with that and it works so when else can you use music to Mm -hmm. intentionally boost the mood or to help you get in a better frame of mind. And so Saturday night, Sunday mornings, you know, hymns were going and we're preparing our hearts for worship. We began teaching the children um, hymns at the breakfast table during devotions. Um, We pick, we pick, we still do it. (laughs) We've we've gone through a lot of hymns now. Uh, But one thing we realized when they were four and five is that they were learning to read, but they couldn't track Mm -hmm. in the hymn book because their reading wasn't that great yet. So the children could would sing the hymns during church, and 
they would really belt the chorus out, sing it as loud as mm-hmm. they could, and then they were silent during the verses, and they would just have to stand there, and they couldn't participate. So we began learning one hymn a month, adding a verse each week, and throughout these last couple years, they've memorized, I, well, I don't even, I'd have to sit down and count, and I'm not good at math, but we've memorized mm-hmm. a lot of hymns. And that has helped them also in their behavior in church because they can join in and they can participate. Now my girls can read, so they're, you know, that's great. But now my little three-year-old, he's, he's learning and he's learning these songs. Um, It it was also a blessing to my husband and I, because we sang this song every morning for a month. It gets stuck in your head and the truths and Mm -hmm. the, the wonderful, honest doctrine and, and words, they're, they're there, and they're a huge blessing. Um, yeah, it's just great. But we also began to use them whenever songs, any songs, when the children had bad attitudes, or when I had a bad attitude, mm-hmm. we would turn the yes. music on. Um, that could be, usually it was something that was praising to the Lord, so something that mm-hmm. really made us want to sing praise to the Lord that told of his, his good works, or maybe was a song of testimony. Uh, we still do that. Just did it the other day with my, my little one. He, he was having a rough time and we turned, we turned the music on. We turned, I think it was just hymns that time, but mm-hmm. he began singing what he knew and he was really, really happy. But yeah. the Bible speaks a lot about singing. Um, I just had two verses I wanted to share, if that's okay. Um, sure. Psalm 105, verse 2, sing unto him, sing songs unto, psalms unto him, talk ye of his wondrous works. And there are so many songs that speak of the wondrous works of God, and they just draw mm-hmm. us into that, and they help us with, you know, our feelings of depression and sadness or, or whatever is happening, because we can remember the works of God. We can re- raise that Ebenezer and remember what God has done. Yes. And then Psalm 71, 23, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee and my soul, which thou hast redeemed. Um, there's a lot, a lot more, obviously, in the Bible about singing and music, but just personally, just a personal testimony, it has really helped the atmosphere of our home to use that. I love that. And you know, I, so I have just recently kind of created a playlist, but I love your intentionality in like strategizing what type of song plays when. Like mm-hmm. I love how your bedtime playlist, like it it had a path of where it was heading. And I had never thought about that in my playlist. But I'm going to go back and rearrange songs because <laughs> I love how, you know, I'm just picturing like, okay, you got all your family songs while you're wiping dirty faces and cleaning up the dishes, you know. And then you transition into these scripture songs, you know, and – you know, probably singing them with the kids while everybody's getting dressed and brushed teeth. And then as you're winding down, you have these hymns. And that's just such a beautiful, like, I'm just picturing my mind how much that that would help my family. Mm -hmm. And I love that you had that kind of progression of just that tone, even winding things down, getting closer to bedtime. That that was just such a great idea. I am going to implement that (laughs) in our home. Oh, good. No, I'm glad. It really was a, a lifesaver for us, really. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have just that playlist. I think my, my children heard it every day for 
mm-hmm. or nearly every day, maybe not every day, but yeah. close to every day for a very long time. And um, it came to be something very helpful and special to us later on when we were struggling as a family and going through a hard, hard time. Uh, my son, Malachi, he was born with a birth defect at, called um, metopic craniosynostosis. When he was born, his skull was misshapen. I asked the midwife and the doctors, and they said he was fine. (laughs) He was just a newborn, and he had a strangely shaped head, and it would be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But we found out six months later that it wasn't okay, and that he was going to have to have a surgery to completely reshape his skull. Um, So what happened to him is, you know, most babies are born with gaps in their skull. And their brain can kind of Mm -hmm. grow and develop. But some of his gaps were closed before he was born. And so it created just, well, a deformity. Um, And Mm -hmm. every time he went through a growth spurt, his little forehead would jut out in a triangle more and more until the skin was very thin over that piece of bone. And it would would break open. And it was really Mm -hmm. difficult. (laughs) Um, But... We found out when he was six months old and about 11 months later, 2020, we didn't know if we were going to get an operation because everything was backed up. (laughs) And miraculously, that's a whole nother story. The Lord, um, through someone else's canceled operation, um, provided a spot for Malachi to have his when he was Mm -hmm. about 16 months old. And the two weeks leading up to that, were very difficult. It felt very dark. I felt very far from the Lord, actually. I felt like I kept praying and there was no answer. But we just kept, we kept listening to music, kept reading our Bibles and, and praying. And the Lord, I like he came and his presence was there the day we walked in the hospital and left Malachi in the surgeon's hands. He was there. We could feel his presence. And when Malachi came out of the operation, he, he was swollen shut. He couldn't speak. Um, he had a, uh, you call it, sorry, he had a drain in his head mm-hmm. just for, you know, so that nothing built up around his brain. And then just yes. monitors and tubes everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neck, feet, hands. He had, he was, the poor little thing was had had needles stuck everywhere and we couldn't pick him up and we couldn't do what you would normally do when your child was hurting. You couldn't cuddle them and love on them and kiss them. He had to be there in that bed and he would cry and tears would Mm. just squeeze out underneath those swollen eyelids Mm. and even touching him hurt him. So I would put my, tried to put my hand on him and it was too much with everything else his little body was going mm-hmm. through for there to be any touch. And so we stuck, we played that playlist to him. It wasn't bedtime, <laughs> but we just started playing that playlist to him and he immediately quieted, his body relaxed oh. and he tilted his head up. He couldn't move much, but he tilted his head very slightly toward the music at about, um, I don't know, three quarters of the way through the first song, he started humming. Mm. And I remember feeling such relief because 
you know, you hear a lot of things for one about what could happen after the operation, but Mm -hmm. I knew that that was my little boy still in there and he knew these Mm -hmm. songs and he remembered, even though he'd gone through a terrible operation, he, he remembered. And so for really the whole time we were in the hospital, we played music to him every chance we could, whether it was that playlist or classical or something else that he knew and it made him happy and it made, it made him so happy. And I really realized the power of music in that moment Mm -hmm. that when all other comforts were taken away, (laughs) the music was a comfort Mm -hmm. and it was good music. You know, some music isn't, (laughs) but it was good music and it was music that was healing and helpful to him. So Mm-hmm. Only God knew, you know, a year and a half before when we started doing this, that Malachi was going to be having this this procedure. But even in that, I think he was preparing a way for him to be comforted. And mm-hmm. it was such a blessing. And then myself personally, I just listened to two songs on the way to the hospital over and over again. <laughs> they were both by the Clark family. Um, one of them is Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. And if you really listen to the lyrics, it's, it's beautiful, but it, it talks about um, blessed be his name when it, there's plenty and it's plenteous. Mm-hmm. Blessed be his name when you're in the desert, no matter what happens. And off, obviously you can think of Job when you hear that yes. phrase. And I would often think about that on the way to the hospital as well. And all Job went through, yet yeah, he blessed the name of the Lord. And mm-hmm. the other one was with each borrowed breath you give. And that meant a lot to me because it helped me through those days to keep giving him over to God because we only are, we're only alive because God allows us to be. And as much as I love that little boy, I knew that God gave him to me and whatever happened that it was in God's plan. And that song reminded me every time I went, I didn't know I'd face when I got there. Every time I went that I just needed to praise him, whatever I found when I got there and that his life and my life were in God's hands. And it's just a a short time and God can take it when he wills, but we still need to praise his name. So yeah, songs and lyrics have really meant a lot to us in the last, um, Mm -hmm. the last few years. And I'm really thankful that the Lord saw fit to place music on this earth and give us an opportunity to, to learn and to praise him through it. Yes. Well, what a beautiful story. And I, I really think that is the perfect ending to this little emphasis that we've had on the podcast, kind of just walking through the different aspects of music, how it affects a developing child and then how it can, you know, affect in the family and then just a personal testimony of, of how it helped you. Um, and it's just, that was such a beautiful story. And I'm so thankful that the Lord was able to do that. I know there's been different seasons in my life where, you know, as you kind of reflect on your memories, you almost have songs that are attached (laughs) to different seasons, things that God gives. Um, and you know, I was thinking as you were talking about how, 
you know, this has become kind of a routine thing that you've done with your kids and, you know, they know, hey, it's bedtime and mom forgot to turn on the playlist. Like we need our (laughs) bedtime songs. You know, I was reading uh, somebody actually on Instagram recently shared the compounding effect of a legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, How, you know, you might think, okay, I'm influencing three little people. Um, But, you know, I know we don't know the future, but, you know, Lord willing, they might grow up and get married. So there you have six. And what if they all have three children? You Then you have nine. And so she started talking about this compounding effect that a legacy can have to where it, it brought me back to, I'm not just influencing my four children. Like I could be influencing 20, 30, it just mm-hmm. in two generations. Um, but as you were sharing that, you know, and some of those things of childhood, I feel like they just become so formative into like how we do life. And so when you were saying that about, they were like, it's bedtime, we need our songs. Like, who knows? But maybe 20 years from now, your kids will have homes of their own and children of their own, your grandchildren, and they'll be playing these songs. Like, how beautiful would that be to pass a legacy of Christ honoring music um, down to your grandkids, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's just, I, that was just kind of a thought that came to my heart and mind, you know? just thinking as my kids are winding down their day, you know, maybe they'll hum these songs. Maybe they'll think of these songs. And then like you said, I mean, even in one so young, when it came time where they needed comfort and in your son's case, a comfort that only God could give, mm-hmm. you know, he was there, he was there. And that investment that you had put into him beforehand, God was able to draw from that well and minister to his little heart at three years or well, not he's three now, but yeah. you know, even yeah. as a one and yeah. a half year old, how, how amazing that is. And I know my little Ivy, so she's two. And so we've been trying to teach her hymns and it's, it was just really neat. She's, she has this little phrase now, like if we're in church, we were singing near the cross the other day in church and we've been learning that at home. And she just perks up and was like, that's my song. That's my song. <laughs> but, and she knew it. Or when you were talking about your kids, like belting out the chorus, um, you know, we're there. Uh, several of the hymns that we've been learning, you know, my older two, they can sing that chorus, but the verses aren't quite there. We were at a mission conference recently um, and Send the Light was the theme song. And Eden, my oldest, is into like the accompaniment parts. So, you know, everybody's singing along, you know, we're singing like, send the light. And she's over there, send the light, like doing the backup part. Um, But it was so, it's just, it's so neat to see, especially I feel like as a mom in those seasons of weary and just like, I got to get through the evening, how God can just put something on our heart that has such an impact, really not just on our attitude and our kids' attitudes, but on him receiving glory Mm and worship and so this was just wonderful. This was so encouraging, and I am going to go rearrange my playlist in a more intentional way because just from your story, I've seen the impact that that can have, and I love that. That's just such a, such a beautiful testimony of how God can use music. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Ashley. This has been such an encouragement to me personally. Um, So that is a blessing to me, but I know it will be to many other people as well. So I've enjoyed having you on the podcast. All right, thank you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. 
If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.